You're now tuned in to Flavor in Your Ear. Flavor in Your Ear. It's a no-win situation for a brother. Mentally, PSTD affects men different than it affects us. It's totally different because the mental for us is not the same for y'all. And I know that for a fact of being a mother. Men are not going to be expressive as us. If we can't, if a brother came on TV right now and said, hey, I was raped, you going, that, that would be a meme like no other. But when a woman does it, they go, oh my gosh, she's so vulnerable. Is she? What makes her more vulnerable? I mean, it started the Me Too movement. It started the Me Too movement. You know what I mean? Women will go through something and they'll talk about it. And what happens? It starts a whole fucking movement. A celebrity will talk about it. And what happens? They get blacklist. They get blacklisted in Hollywood. Let's look at Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Amber mm-hmm. Heard completely and indelib- you know, she totally ruined Johnny Depp. He ended up having to, um, he lost his um, contract with Fantastic Beasts, you know, which is a JK Rowling thing. It's a whole Harry Potter thing. And she was able to continue to work on Aquaman. And mm. now, thankfully, Johnny Johnny Depp has finally, he won his petition um, to be able to have cameras in the court during their process hearing. Mm. It is small, literally small victories for Johnny Depp, but unfortunately mm. huge ones. What about Brendan Fraser? What happened to him? He ended up coming out and saying like, hey, you know, and we all loved him as, um, what was it, Tarzan? What, what did he play? Mm-hmm. Right? He, he yeah. played um, Tarzan and yeah. And so, and he was in The Mummy and he was in all of these great films. Mm-hmm. He comes out and he says, I was um, sexually assaulted by this director. And what happened? He did not have a movie for 10 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And so that all these are good points. I don't, I, I don't not agree. I'm not agree with anything that you all saying. So y'all, y'all bought a, y'all bought a, well, but y'all, you all both kind of said a term that I, that kind of caught me before I was about to move to something else. Alpha female, right? And when we say this, right? When we say this, and I, this, this is the most respectful way, of the respectful way ever coming from a man, right? Because we know to be a single parent and single mom is tough. Because you all carry the carry the kid, then have a the kid, then have to take care of the kid sometimes without the help of a of a of a male, right? So I think I, I get what a strong woman should be a thing, right? Strong, you gotta provide and do all that stuff like that, right? On a scale of like, let's say one to ten, you can't use seven. How important is it to be a, an alpha female? Because I don't know, like it's one of those things that got like a mixed reaction, right? Where you need a strong, every, no, no man or no woman wants somebody that's weak. But is the whole alpha thing? Is it is it kind of doing more damage than good nowadays? Because you're trying to be too alpha. Does that make any sense, y'all? Y'all see where I'm going with that? Like, yeah, I'm not. Once, a, I don't feel like it's a difference between being an alpha female and being a strong woman. You don't have to be an alpha to be strong. Alpha means you just want to be in charge. You think you're the man. Being strong means I got to take care of my kids and wear the world on my shoulder regardless. Now, Jada is an alpha. She doesn't have to be an alpha because Will is right there. She's just naturally, if you, if I don't, again, y'all are younger than me. So y'all will remember a different world, her personality in a different world. When she did Shane, I don't know if y'all remember the movie Shane with Keenan Ivy Reigns. She was, again, she, that's the personality that you see, that snazzy, she's that model of what gave men 
kind of like model themselves after that snazzy, snap your fingers type of let me roll my neck type of female. It's a difference between being an alpha and being strong. Strong is me and Amber saying, hey, let me go get my kids and take my kids to school. Let me feed my kids. Let me put my kids over this man. Being an alpha saying, hey, I'm telling my man what to do when he come home. Those aren't the same scenarios. I don't mm-hmm. need to be an alpha. I, I have no choice because, again, I've been raising kids since I was 16. So I've been kind of bossy because I've been a mother so long. But, Father, if I had a man at home, see, it's a, it's a difference between an alpha and a leader. If he's a leader, I know my position. I know when to tone down, keep my mouth closed and let him handle his business. Like we said with the Jaden Will thing, my man, if that would have happened, I could have argued with him at home, but I know my place in in, in public. As soon as that would have happened, like she said, I told him, baby, calm down. You know, he made fun of me this, this, and he'd be like, this your honor. I don't give a fuck about none of that. It's a million dollar contract on the line. But because mm-hmm. she's an alpha, you can see it. When they did the red table, she belittled him and demeaned him like he wasn't shit. That is a alpha. That's not a strong woman. She Her mm-hmm. place in a household means that, hey, I'm controlling everything. She probably tell him when to go to bed, when to put his clothes on. She's just typical. <laughs> let me say this. As a human being, a man is getting beat at home ain't never going to say my wife is beating my ass because it makes him look weak. She's the, mm. she's the type. If she would have able to say Jada beating Will ass, you'd go like, no shit, Sherlock. She looks like it. You see what I'm saying? Now I'm going to use yeah. on the flip side. If you look in J and B, you ain't never seen Beyonce step out of place. Jada cheated like 50 million times, but Beyonce knows her place. She stays in that place. Now, what they do in the house, we have no clue. But I tell you what, check her out in the streets. When Jay walked, she walks right there with him. She's a typical, she's what that shows, hey, what my man does, I support, but I'm going to handle my business at home behind the scenes. But in public, he's the man. And that's how they leave it. You ain't never going to see her step out of place, disrespect, none of that. Unlike Will and Jada, she embarrasses Will, but you ain't never seen Beyonce embarrass Jade. Don't address nothing. And that's what I respect about her. She ain't addressing shit. She let y'all say whatever y'all want about her. She ain't Mm. saying nothing because she knows her place. Jay ain't got to say it, but I guarantee you ain't no nigga disrespecting B because she knows her place. He knows his. But if there's a difference between those two and those two, you see the big difference. Mm Mm-hmm. What you, what you think about it, Ruby? What I think about everything is that <clears throat> alpha, alpha female, an alpha woman, an alpha, so very, very true. There's a difference between an alpha woman and a strong woman. And an alpha woman has to be in charge 110% of the time. Now, a strong woman does, will be strong and will have alpha-like traits, Ten, right? Tendencies, yeah. yeah, she'll have alpha-like traits. But then at the end of the day, there is someone that she can submit to. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? An alpha yeah. woman absolutely cannot submit. Now, yeah. I myself, I do portray myself as dominant. Why? Because I pay my bills. I take, you know, I take care of my kids. I'm the one that, you know, handles all of my business. And so even when a man t- will tell me, he'll be like, he'll be like I want to take care of you. I'm like, I don't understand what that means because nobody has done that for me. Even in, even in my, in my marriage, you know, my ex-husband mm-hmm. was not like that. My ex-husband was the one that like would beat me down mentally, verbally, emotionally, like all of that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and it happened one time where it was physically, but then I was just like, do it one more time, my bro. It will be the last breath you take, you know? Um, mm-hmm. cause like, I mean, I filed charges against that motherfucker. I did all of that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there will always be someone now do what well, do I submit willingly 
absolutely not. In every relationship, I'm like, you have to earn it because thinking of a man telling me what to do honestly still makes me giggle. Like, I love y'all. I love y'all so much. I really, I do. I love men. But to think of a man telling me what to do makes me laugh because I'm like, I do all of my stuff. Like, you don't pay my bills. You don't take care of my kids. You don't feed them. You don't bathe. You know what I mean? So why am I going to submit to somebody that does not make me feel safe, does not make me feel um, protected, doesn't make me feel anything like that. In sex, honey, I could probably also do myself better than you do me. Hey, oh, oh, shoot. Hold on. on. You know what I mean? I know how to get me off immediately. And so... Step down rules. That's why when (laughs) someone tells me, like, stuff like that, I... Like, it makes me laugh. And I'm not saying that I'm an alpha woman. Now, am I a dominant woman? Absolutely. Because I take care of my shit. I know myself, you know? Like, I'm the one that takes care of everything. And so... When a man tries to tell me, like, oh, I'll take care of you, I don't, it does not compute. It does not compute. So, a strong woman does have alpha-like tendencies, Telling but beats. an alpha woman has to be in charge 110% of the time. Hmm. Uh, both both good points, both good viewpoints. I, I feel like, I feel like, the, I feel like it should be earned, you know? Like, you don't want to just give nobody the, you want to. Yeah, I can't just, submit easily. I cannot submit no, easily. No, no. Yeah, y'all said different because I'm the same way. Don't work her ass off, you know what I'm saying? She provides stuff like that, and but she has the mentality. If somebody earns the earns the you know, that type of treatment, that should give it to them. I don't think I don't think anybody should be handed out anything. I don't think I'm, I don't think it's because of my gender that I should be handed, you know, given the you know, given that and I didn't earn it, right? Because in life, if you don't work for something, you don't appreciate it as much. Like somebody, if you worked your ass off for uh, for two million dollars and somebody's gave two million dollars. You still gonna be happy because you got this million dollars, but you're gonna be just like you didn't you didn't blood, sweat, and tears for it. When you earn that shit, it's like a whole nother type of appreciation. You be like, oh, how can you know I wanna protect this? Even though you can still have two million dollars, but you probably be I'll probably be a little a lot more reckless you know, if I had it and I didn't earn it. This that's an example. But Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say that too. Like if someone hands <laughs> you twenty thousand dollars, you know, and you're gonna blow right through it. But if you had to work for twenty thousand dollars, mm-hmm. you're gonna yeah. be like, All right, let me handle my shit first. You know what I mean? Let me handle what I have to do. Because I'm going to always say it regardless. I'm sorry. I just can't do it because whether you gave it to me or earned it, it's 20000 I ain't had beforehand. Now, I'm just going to the way y'all live with this money world because I'm just not that person. It's a new, it's a, hey, it's, it's a new world. It's, it's, they teach, you know, I'm going to say teach, but it's a lot publicized about how you can make your money, diversify your money, make it work for you and stuff like yes. that. So, yeah, so I mean, I would be thinking a little bit more how I can multiply this. But if, if I work for it, like think about if you worked in a restaurant for 10 years and you finally hit a million dollars, but somebody gave you a million dollars one day. It's both a million dollars, but if you had put all those days in, all the long shifts, I'm sorry, the, the gratification is a lot is a lot more when you know you the grind. It's the grind. Everybody space the grind. That's every movie, uh, when everybody likes the underdog, the person who had to train Rocky. Rocky had to train fucking hard because he getting his ass knocked out all them times. It, it, you know what I'm saying? And he had to train, train. And then when he finally won, that shit was like, ooh, yeah. You know, it was it was great. That's just my, that's just my take. That's just my take. 
But we don't know what he would have did it because he had to earn it. We don't know if he would have blew through it if they would have just threw the fight and said, "Hey, you won by default." We don't know. We only see the underdog. That's the whole thing with life. You only see the underdog perspective. But for real, for real, you don't know how you're gonna react to something. If you, if I gave you five dollars to go to the store, would you spend the five or would you hold on to it because I gave it to you? You might still pocket it because again, it was given to you and you cherish it. You don't know the underdog story is all I'm saying. I got an example for y'all. And this is about to be my last one on this because this is this is this is the one. This this is the one. I just thought about it when you said this. My daughter, when I give her twenty dollars, fifty dollars, that shit is gone within hours. If she have to wash some dishes or work for it, she holds on to that shit like like it, it came from Steve Jobs. She be up one dollar. Who can I borrow this? She be so stingy with them dollars because she worked her little ass off. <laughs> For, for that money, but when she go through my pocket, that shit is gone within seconds. So that's my that's my only that's what I'm saying. That's my only thing about about see, that. That I know mine. my son right now. I just gave my son. My son has a credit card. My son has been holding on to a hundred dollars. I gave him since his last birthday a year ago because my kids are different. It's the oh, that's different. what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> you, know you see what I'm saying? My kids don't like to spend money, so they you know, know because it's given or not. They know that because it's theirs. They hold on to it. My son can hold to hundred dollars to he a hundred. I promise you, he'll hold on to hundred dollars to he a hundred. You see what I'm saying? Hey, Everybody so, does it like that. Salute to salute. So it's gonna be worth a dollar when he's hundred. Hey, salute to salute to him. He said it's gonna be worth a dollar when he's hundred of these rates keep going up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so hey, salute to so, salute to him. So I guess different stuff for different yeah. folks to uh, uh, disagree to agree on that. So, uh, you know, lead down to our last few our last few conversation points here. So. We got we have Ruby here today, who's from a Slow Morals podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I love the I love your name of your of your podcast. So can you can you tell me a little bit about how you got? Because the name is fucking creative as fuck. I will tell you that, and I love the whole I love the whole mix of you know erotic like real life dating sex shit mixed with you know serious. T- I I love I love the mesh in it. I think that's fucking super creative. So this is your moment to kind of just tell me how you came up with the concept. You know, yeah. and, and, so, and um, so in my husband, when I kicked my husband out, um, he, when he came back into the house, he was loading his shit up. And the last mm-hmm. time that he came back into the house, uh, didn't say goodbye to his, his kids or anything. No, he grabbed his TV and as he was walking out the door and, you know, I was going to close it behind him. I wasn't going to slam it or anything, but as I was going to close the door behind him, he turns back and he looks at me and he says, have fun being a secondhand slut. And I looked at him and I was like, my dude, I have absolutely no idea what the fuck that means. But let me tell you something. I'm going to do my best to figure it out. And so I went through my whole whole phase during my separation and my divorce. And as I started like learning more about myself in that transition, I started noticing that I was like, I will never be able to do someone the way that some of these people have done me. You know what I mean? And that wasn't just in like these these situationships that I was in. It was also like platonically, like these friendships that I was making, like, cause I was meeting a lot of new people, you know, like I had ended up getting a new job, et cetera. And so I was like going out more and like getting to know new people. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you invite people into your life that are part-time people and, you know, they leave. And, and I was like, I will never like, I will literally never, ever, ever do anything to hurt someone the way that I've been hurt. And so I may be a slut, I may go out there, I may do my thing, but they will never be able to say that she did this to me mm-hmm. because I didn't. Mm-hmm. So that was like my whole thing. Like, I'm going to do my thing, 
but I'm not gonna hurt anybody in the process. She's a slut with morals. And it makes sense. And that's you how you know, come you're called slut or not you still have your moral compass with you so no matter what people say to you and it's funny that she said that because when I went through my divorce five years ago that's kind of how I felt I went through the whole slut stage where I slept with everything trying to find me out and it makes you think about your mental wellness as a mom a parent and now a single person because I did 20 years in a marriage so it makes you think well I'm going to be a slut for a while but well, how much am I willing to sacrifice and you know drop and reduce myself too and when you realize some of the guys you come across it makes you just it makes you question your morals like oh, this ain't worth it this ain't needed like when she said earlier about being stand up by some of these guys on social media or these platforms these these single web pages you realize some of these guys when they realize and you feel the vibe they know they can't play you or do you in a certain type of way they will back out of a situation real fast because once they realize that energy she's not gonna reduce herself to this or even a conversation it makes them change and it makes you think well this let's still got her morals she ain't changing who she is no sacrificing what you are and your morals just for a little bit of dig just for a little bit of this just to be submissive to somebody that may not be worth the time to submit to exactly not only that but like something else that has and it keeps happening i will be in this situationship you know with this person for a while and then they ghost me or it just doesn't work out. And then what happens three months later, they're coming back to me because they know that nobody else will ever treat them the way that I treat them, you know, which is if you are with me, I treat you with the utmost respect. I will show you off. I will, you know, you are my prize and I am not afraid to show the world what I have. You know what I mean? And I'm proud of it. And then when they go and they're being treated like shit by someone else, because they won't post them on social media or they won't do the thing that they like, you know, or they won't treat them the way that they do, or the, the way that I did, or they don't treat them the way that they want to be treated. They're like, you know what? I did have that. I did have that and I treated it bad and I'm going to try to get it back. And I'm already like, oh, I am so sorry. I'm already like two dicks away from you, my dude. I'm super <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, y'all hear it out there. Rui ain't playing with y'all. So you get like one chance. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't fuck it up. So that's that's I, I just want I really want I was really curious of the backstory. Uh, you know about how you how you came up with the name. I'm like that's that's creative as fuck. I wish I would have thought of, thought of that shit myself. To be honest. Oh with yeah, you. no, it's super attention grabbing. Every everybody's like, it's all with morals. I'm like, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it make you think. You're like, what the fuck? And she says some of the most fucking freakiest memes ever. Though I, I'm going to steal them some later. I'm going to end up stealing them. But hey, I would like to say though, you know, just based on y'all stories being similar, right? About how you, you know. I learn learn things from you know divorce and how you have your face. I love the vulnerability that you know y'all been there to talk about and stuff like that. But you know, uh that's why we had these like y'all learned a lot of shit. You know, that some shit I didn't go through, you know, and it's I feel like when we podcast and have these conversations, you can teach somebody else where they fucked up, you know what I'm saying? Cause somebody's going through y'all same stories in life. They just not either publicizing it, they don't have a podcast named after it, they're not, you know, they don't publicize it or you know something like that so that's why i like having these conversations i also think that that's why i started introducing like a lot of mental health and like a lot of the like if you listen to the first season i'm extremely drunk the entire season and i talk about some of the realest shit you know what i mean i talk about how like how i went through a phase where i was like ashamed of my body and how i like Mm i like men made me feel bad because i was overweight or whatever and i'm like Mm -hmm. you know what i worked at a hospital where these kids they have scars because they battle the serious illness and they'll have the scar for the rest of their life 
you know, and I'm over here and I'm sad because someone doesn't like me because I'm a little fat or whatever, you know, but these kids, they're going to be forever. Like they, they're going to wear their scars the proudest way possible, you know? So I took that and I was like, like, I'm stupid for feeling bad about myself, you know, Mm -hmm. and for having these scars that two of them came from my kids. One of them came from from uh, being in a car accident with my mom that they had to perform life-saving surgery on me. And now I have this scar, uh, this 10-inch scar on my stomach that I hate, right? But mm-hmm. you know what? Without it, I wouldn't be here. Without it, I wouldn't be able to be changing lives. Without it, I wouldn't be out here being an advocate for men and for veterans and stuff. You know what I mean? I wouldn't mm-hmm. be a voice or or some listeners will call me like a beacon of light and I don't understand that reference, but I wouldn't be able to be doing this thing for those other people yeah. If I yeah. didn't have these scars, yeah. you know, so like I say, if you go to season one, I'm super sorry, please. I'm just excuse me a lot because um, I'm fucked up. Uh, <laughs> but there's there's just so much. And I and I in, started integrating all of the mental health because when I reson- when people can resonate with me, when when you are relatable, that is what makes your podcast good. Yeah. Because yeah. you are making people realize that they are not alone in the situations that they face. They're not alone when they're when they're going through these journeys of self-reflection and self and becoming self-aware of, you know, the damage and stuff that they've done and the damage and stuff that's been done to them. True. Very, very true. What you think yeah. about that zone? What you think about that zone? About what? Just about in general as far as embracing your scars. And I think that's I think that's a beautiful thing, you know, because everybody goes through shit, right? And uh nope. I like social media and I hate social media at the same time because social media pushes this image like everybody's body is perfect. And sometimes, I, because I went into the video editing and shit, right? This is probably an um, untold secret of mine. I see how easy you can manipulate, you know, and make everybody's skin look clear and stuff like that. I love this shit because it does attract people, you know, to your page or whatever it might be. But I'm like, people don't know how to differentiate that between, you know, like real, like real life, you know, like. Then you go on the streets thinking everybody look like them on Instagram. Uh, that's the problem. You know, that's the problem. So I commend a woman who embraces. I, it's something just like I feel like this is attractive about embracing what you have, you know, and, and, and being proud of your body, what it is. Never say you want to improve or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a, I think that's a commendable thing. But I was going to ask you, Zone. I was saying as far as what do you feel about as far as you know embracing who you are. You know. You know what I'm saying in today's world because it's like everybody trying to be like somebody else. You know what? What do you think? What you think about that? Oh, I totally agree with her. I understood what she was saying. I was totally nodding my head because you remember when, when I started social media, I was probably one of the few with underwear on or uh, showing my stomach and women, not guys. Women are the harshest critics I've ever come across. They would say, oh, you got stretch marks. Oh, you got stretch marks on your legs. You got stretch marks on your stomach. You shouldn't even show that. And my thing was, at first, I used to take my pictures down. I said to myself, do you know I, I died on an operating table at 16 years old having my son? And I said to myself, that is a scar that always reminds me of how far I have risen as a mom, as a child that my father would have to raise my son because at 16, I never thought I would die or even hit that operating table because nobody thinks like that. When I came through and I looked at the scars, I didn't think twice about it, but then I did it again a second time, what, 14 years later, had the same scenario. I had an issue and I had to be cut again. And I said, you know what? My scars are the map to my life. 
every scar I have, even the ones where I was stabbed in my stomach and the ones I said, you know what? I'm not, that's why you see me. If you see the scars on my face, I have acne. I'm not going to sit here and pretend my face is perfect. I don't <laughs> see. And I'm not putting no makeup on because I feel like if you're going to see me in, in public and you see people on my page all the time and say, hey, Zone, I saw you the other day and do I look the same? Yes, you do. You see every scar. You see my overbite. You see the stretch marks on my stomach. Because see, when I take off my clothes, I don't take off the makeup. I don't take out fake teeth. I don't take off the stomach bandage. You see the gut. You see the stretch marks. That's <laughs> all of me. That's all that made me. Mom, you see the arms that are jiggling. That's everything you're going to see when you're in the bedroom. That's everything you're going to see off of social media. So I feel like she said, and at the same time, if a guy can see me for me, then that nigga must love me because he's still coming home to all of this mess every night. There is no need for me to fake or pretend. Even in the 20 years, and I understood what she said about her husband. When he left out that door thinking he could do better than me or whatever else he felt he could do, he forgot who held him down. He forgot who was there, who raised his kids. That bitch that he left for, she ain't raised your kids. I'm raising your kids whether you're here or not. So when you walk out the door and say whatever you say to me or them other women, I'm still going to be the same whole freak slut, whatever you want to call me. Whatever you call me to them other females, I'm still going to be that same person with the scars. Now those mental scars and those scars that I y'all don't get to see when I used to come home and cry at night over why my marriage didn't work out or why I'm stuck mm. having to raise my kids without him and blah 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 those are the scars that y'all don't get to see now i don't mm. do i now say this <laughs> i do my drugs that's just it my kids <laughs> know about it they're fine with it because they know mom is still going to take care of business mom is still going to be mom mom can't be submissive like she said because mom has to hold it down no matter what i'm the one whether i'm on drugs whether i'm high drunk what have you i'm the one they got to come talk to every night i'm the one that has to i don't have to tuck them in because they're not babies anymore but i'm the one that still kills kisses him on the forehead to say, I'm proud of you. Those are the things, those are the scars that I wear proudly. I wear those products. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say my kids got mental issues. They all do. But I still wear those moments proudly. Every mental issue they have and we talk about my sons, they have mental issues, like she said, that they won't talk about because they're boys. But guess who wears mm -hmm. those badges of honor proudly? This mother. I'm still going to do it. Those emotional, mental, physical, all those scars are what make me me every day. So when I'm about mm. to die and I pass on and I tell my kids, y'all remember this. Y'all remember not to talk bad about your father but I'm 100% transparent with my kids. You know that. I'm always transparent mm. but they mm. know the scars that moms carry. The scars mm. that make us not submissive because when those bums that we deal with come and go, and this is why I told you before no dude is, I, no dude is good enough to be around my kids, period. Until you show me that you love me and you can deal with me and everything. If I can call you and talk about my kids and you can give me advice and you can say that, then you're privileged to be around my kids. But if you can't give me that respect and say, hey, do you want to talk about those kids? Then we, you can't come in my house because you're not worthy enough to be around me and my kids. We can fuck all day long, hotel, your place, whatever, but you can't come around my kids because I already know that you're. I'm not submitting to you enough because I know you're not there for me and mine. That's just me. Yes. Mm. Yes. Zone coming in hot. <laughs> no, I, I totally completely agree with that. Like I see these women and there is someone on my Facebook. Like I grew up with her. I, you know, we were on the cheerleading squad together. And like this woman, every fucking holiday, she has her kids take a picture with a new man in her life. And I'm like, 
you have no idea the type of emotional scarring that you're mm-hmm. you're producing for your children. You know what I mean? No man out of these last three and a half years that I have been single, no man has met my children. Mm. Not one. Why? First of all, part-time people. Do not introduce part-time people to your kids. Secondly, you do not deserve to meet my kids. Thirdly, I am not overprotective. I am protective enough. There are way there is way too many shit going on with little kids that you like I work in a children's hospital with the horror stories I could tell you. Mm-hmm. And it happened to little girls, it's the same way it happened to little boys. Mm. You know? Unfortunately. And that's the thing. So I am protecting my children. I am not letting part-time people, Hell even friends, I'm not letting part-time people come into my kids' life just for them to leave them and make them think they were the reason that they did not stick around. It is a mommy problem. It is not a child problem. Yep. Mm. Mm. It is what happened between mommy and said so and not y'all. And I will never, ever, 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 ever put my kids in a position where I have to explain to them that either they fucked up, how they fucked up, and why they fucked up. Yep. Mm. Mm. Telling me. I hope everybody out there listening is taking some notes because... I will never, ever, ever let a man come into my kid's life that is not going to be there for the rest of their lives. Ever. I'm I'm almost positive. I know everybody's different, but there are probably a lot of moms who also equally feel the same as you all. If it's not on the podcast, if not have a voice out there, whatnot. So all of our listeners out there, you know, males or anything like that. I I just call that a revolving door. That's what I call it. It's a revolving door, unfortunately. And here, here here is the words of wisdom I will leave. I will, I will say here. Uh, not every man you meet needs to meet, see, or meet your vagina the same way they don't need to meet or see your kids. Mm. Mm. Yep. Mm. Oh, y'all, oh, ooh, man, it's okay. Shoot, we done had a lot more morals than sluttiness this episode, but it's all good though. I, I love the conversation. I thought we had a really good conversation this uh, this episode. I enjoyed you, ladies. I love how uh, the conversation was natural. Like I said, we always unscripted here. Um, we have a, a topic area, but we, we we're not. Oh, Stone, can you please get it? Give the disclaimer. What are we not? <laughs> well, I, I can't speak for Miss Rose, but I know we aren't the therapists or doctors or none of that. We are just people with opinions that have everyday lives that things happen in. So we're not here to try to sway anybody's mind. We're just giving our opinions, our thoughts, and our situations. So whether you agree with it or not, that's your problem, your business, but it's still our lives, our situations, and our opinions. Nobody's here trying to be Kevin Sanders. Nobody's Ayanna Van Zandt. I'm not Dr. Phil. He's not Dr. Phil. I'm definitely Oprah. I wish I had money but those i keep saying that it's just our opinion for our entertainment hopefully it helps you if it doesn't hey if it does good but again it's just my opinion miss ruby's opinion and marquise's opinion that's it all right so we always say that just so people know we're regular day folks we're regular day problems and that's why we love being relatable right we're not like millionaires hopefully one day all of us are <laughs> gotta put gotta, gotta, gotta put that out there but hopefully. you know we're not millions we're not men out there living a separate life. We live in a real life with real situations, real you no know, things. And that's why we that's why we feel like 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 Ruby said, being relatable. People can relate to this. All these issues, I'm quite sure somebody can relate to. So that was the that was the fun part of it. I really appreciate you, Ruby, for making your time available to be a guest on the show today. You were a joy to have. I'm, I'm happy we made it happen. I hope you have fun. I like I like you know, I like what you represent, your vibe and everything like that. So in closing, 
can you let everybody know uh, one more time where to find you if they want to support you? I know, I know you want. Oh, hold on, I gotta do this. I gotta give Black Rifle a shout out because I know you, you told them that they they gotta endorse you. <laughs> yeah, I see. I, I looked you up. See, Black <laughs> Rifle Coffee. Hey, it's another episode. She's out here working. I'm telling you, I, I, a lot of the military guys here in, in Italy, uh, they use the, they have the Black Rifle Coffee. So that's why I knew about it. So, but, oh, I love uh, Black Rifle. Yeah. <laughs> but Ruby, would you like to let everybody know out there how to find you more? Um, uh, we are, we talked about your podcast, but this is your moment to you know let, give everybody a call to action to uh, be able to find yes, more. Yes, absolutely. Um, once again, hey you guys, my name is Ruby May. Um, you can you can find me anywhere. It's a slut with morals, and you can find me on any listening platform except for Amazon. Um, I am on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, you will find me there. Um, Pandora, all of the great places, iHeartRadio. Um. And if you ever want to reach out, if you ever need somebody to talk to, the best place to reach me at is Instagram. Um, I read every single message. I reply to everybody. And if even if it takes me a little bit longer to reply to you, just please know that it's because there are a lot of messages. And I try to get to every single one of them because I do love to interact with every single follower and every single listener. So please be a little patient with me if I take a little bit too long to respond to you. But I do respond to everybody. Are you about to flood your DMs now? So there we go. <laughs> a slope with morals podcast on all platforms. I follow on Instagram as well. Um, so you all can re- look out look out for that. Um, hopefully we have her as a return guest. Uh, oh yeah, anytime. But, yes, but I have a question though. We talk with everything, but we never get a chance to talk about the merge and the weight gain and the, when the man leaves, he makes you. Hmm. Forget that you were thin when y'all got together. I realized what she had said about the weight and everything, about the guys you meet and the weight and da-da-da-da-da. I thought mm-hmm. to myself, when I was married, I kind of was hundred and maybe 130, 40 pounds. But throughout 20 years, I realized how much weight I had gained through the merge. And when he left, he reminded me of the weight gain. And the guys that I met afterwards reminded me of that <laughs> weight gain. Like, I'm competing with thinner women, and I forgot when she said. I was like, well, damn. I forgot all about all the, the baggage that I collected over the years that it's taken me a minute to probably like unpack. And it's a mm. weird thing what she said. It was on my mind when she said it as we were closing. I said, we never got a chance. We might have to dig a little bit deeper into that part because that is a real thing with mental illness. It is a mental scar when you gain the weight and you're trying to shed that merge weight. It's like a whole lot of things to it. And I just thought yeah, that it's body dysmorphia. It becomes body yeah. dysmorphia, unfortunately, mm. you know. Mm. Um, That's but I do have it. to go pick up my kiddo. But yeah, um, yeah next time no, no. you guys with me, just let me know. Tag me, uh, not tag me, send me a message and just literally just put me on the calendar so that it pops up and I'll be like, all right, I know what I need to do. And then, you know, um, that way I I can get ready and, and we can do this all over again I'm, because this is know, fun. We love this. And I would love to dive deeper into anything else that you guys um, want to talk about. And I love that okay. this was, yep, my kid's school is calling me. <laughs> right. We know you guys. So, Hey, thank, thank, thank you, Ruby. We'll we catch appreciate you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So, you all, uh, we hope you all enjoyed uh, the episode. Uh, you can follow us on Flavin' Your Ear podcast, uh, on Facebook, Flavin' Your Ear, uh, on Instagram. We don't have merch yet, but we and Zone are in the talk, in the works of talking about getting some merch. So, I, I was thinking Zone, since, since, we, since it's me and you here, from the start it's just me and you here but uh, <laughs> uh so, <laughs> so i was thinking that um i had an idea which i didn't tell you but i've been thinking about our, our ideas openly on the air which is cool um well, we still on the air we already ended it no we still on the air 
Okay, go ahead. Yeah, but this, this isn't closing. I was thinking about maybe uh, once we do get our merch, that uh, we do like a cross merch thing. Like, if somebody wears our t-shirt, we'll wear theirs. You know, some shit, you know, some shit, something like that, you know. So that's forthcoming. But hope you all enjoyed the episode today. Um, we try to we try to diversify out there and get different voices of podcasts. They fit between me and Zone because as you all can see, everybody ain't built to be in this in this ring with me and Zone. So cause Zone was protected too. She don't play like she ain't talking to everybody. So when she get going, she be she be going on. That's why I love. Her. I got I, I fuck with her like that because I said, man, some of these conversations when I be having them by myself, I'm like man, I wish she was here. <laughs> but you know, we try to be consistent or whatever. But we hope you all enjoyed the episode. Um, this is uh, flavoring your ears strictly for Ben Flavors podcast. We are out me and song we'll catch you all on the next one peace out good morning good evening good afternoon wherever you are in the world catch y'all peace thanks for tuning in to another episode Please leave an honest review, subscribe, and share. Listen to us on all platforms. Follow us and ask questions on Twitter at Marquis Podcast Mailbag. Follow us on IG at Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. And like our Facebook page, Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. For exclusive content, info, special offers, and free entry into our monthly giveaways, send your email address to flavorinyourear247 at gmail.com to join our email list. If you're anxious, we have a snippet following our next episode's topic. Peace and love.